We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day. 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks so much for joining me today. In just a bit, we're going to be talking about DeAndre Hopkins and if a trade to the Packers could actually make some sense. More on that momentarily. But before we get there, as we usually do, we have some news and notes to go over. And today's news and notes mostly were about Jerry Gray. He officially gets a job in Atlanta. So yesterday we talked about it. Now it's official, official. He is the new assistant head coach for the defense for the Falcons. So not a defensive coordinator, not a secondary coach, not a cornerbacks coach, not a defensive backs coach, not a passing game coordinator, none of it. He is the assistant head coach with a like slash defense title. So he's going to be overseeing the defense in some capacity. They didn't give him any specific position. Basically, he's going to be second in command on that new defense. So a uh, really good opportunity for Jerry Gray. Understandable why he would want to take that position. It does get that coveted assistant head coach title as well. So uh, again, kudos to him and appreciate all the work that he has done in Green Bay. But that does, in fact, leave a very big opening for the Packers on their defensive staff, meaning that, as we talked about yesterday, 
yesterday. They could hire just a cornerbacks coach. They could hire a secondary coach. They could hire a secondary coach plus passing game coordinator. They could hire a secondary coach, passing game coordinator slash assistant head coach as well. So there's a lot of different titles that whoever they bring in could potentially have. Whatever it is, there is a big opening there right now with Jerry Gray leaving. They will need somebody to step up in that capacity. If you're wondering who that could be, go and listen to yesterday's episode. I go over all the different candidates that I think would be great fits in Green Bay. One of those candidates is Chris Harris that I talked about I know there are reports that he is going to be the passing game coordinator for the Titans. It does sound like that's going to be a done deal. It does seem like he is going to potentially interview for the defensive coordinator job or any defensive coordinator jobs that open first before finalizing with the Titans. Everything that I have seen has shown that it is not finalized yet. So as I kind of talked about yesterday, these things always can take a turn. And if the different opportunity turns up, maybe he changes his mind. I think it's very unlikely that he ends up in Green Bay. I'll put it that way. It does seem like it's either going to be the Titans as a passing game coordinator slash defensive backs coach, unless he can find a defensive coordinator job somewhere. And since Green Bay doesn't have a defensive coordinator job open, it likely means that he's either going to go elsewhere or just end up with the Titans in a similar role. So probably not Chris Harris, but that deal is not quite finalized yet and crazier things have happened. Meanwhile, we also get Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show probably the most nondescript episode uh, as of late since Rodgers has ended his season with the Packers and has been on the show, what, three times now? Um, the first, it, it, the, the big takeaway that I think a lot of people had is he said, quote, it, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. All right. So that's what he says. And I, a lot of people are like, oh, does that mean there's trade conversation? Does that mean that they're doing things without him behind his back? Does that like, what does that mean? First and foremost, your guess is as good as mine. We, we just don't know. It's all conjecture at this point, which is, you know, what peak off season is, is a lot of conjecture, right? My take on it is it's much ado about nothing. And the reason I say that is, of course, the Packers have to start their off season. And as we know, whether it's Jordan Love, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's all in, whether it's a reboot, whether it's a complete rebuild and refresh, whatever direction they go, they're going to have to make some major decisions when it comes to restructuring contracts, giving out contract extensions, releasing players. There's going to have to be major salary cap work done on this roster. My guess, that's what it is, is that some of this stuff is already in motion. Some of the players that they know they're probably going to have to move on from, they probably are already having those discussions internally of players they need to move on from. They've probably already reached out to certain players about restructuring contracts, whether that be like, hey, we want you to take a pay cut or whether that be, hey, we just need to borrow money from the future. So we're going to take this base salary and turn it into bonus. There's a variety of different conversations they could be having, but those have to take place. And they, like the entire front office can't just be like, all right, time out guys. We don't know if Aaron's back yet. So you guys can just take off until, you know, whenever we hear back from Aaron. No, of course not. Of course, they have to be having some of these conversations already and figuring out what direction they want to go in. And I'm sure having contingencies, depending on what happens with Aaron, if they trade Aaron, what they could get back from Aaron, like all of those sort of things. So 
Of course. Of course, the offseason in Green Bay is not being placed on hold in a Zach Morris timeout until Aaron Rodgers decides what he wants to do. This is going to be a front office that has to be extremely busy and extremely prepared no matter what happens. And to me, that is the most likely scenario. So if you're looking for some like magic takeaway of like, oh, they're, they're doing things behind his... I don't think so. I, I just don't see it that way. Could it be some other stuff? Maybe. Uh, but those are all things that they're going to have to go through no matter if Aaron's back or not. So my guess is that, that that's where you get started, right? There is low-hanging fruit of things that need to be taken care of this offseason. What tender are you going to give Yash Nyman? Uh, what contracts are you going to restructure? Which players are going to end up released? Which free agents are you prioritizing? Like All of those sort of things, those conversations have to take place no matter if Aaron's back or not. So start there. It just is, It makes so much logical sense, and that's my takeaway from it. The other big thing from Aaron's interview with Pat, in my opinion, was just his incredible, um, you know, just really uh, outpouring of respect and just a a really big um, endorsement of Rich Basashia as a potential head coach in the league. That was a resounding like, hey, go hire that guy. So A, not great if, uh, if Green Bay would lose him to Indianapolis. And that was sort of the uh, you, you know, whatever got it done. Like that was the the final nail that, that you know, convinced Jim Irsay that they should hire Rich Passaccia. I know like some people were posting online of like, man, how much does Green Bay hate uh, or how much does Aaron Rodgers hate Green Bay if he's trying to get Rich Passaccia a job so that he's going to end up leaving Green Bay? He, I promise you, Matt LaFleur would be giving the same ringing endorsement of Rich Passaccia to Jim Irsay and anyone from the Colts that called and said, hey, tell me about Rich Passaccia. Would he make a good coach? There's no way that Matt LaFleur is going to be like, yeah, you know, he's not very good or I wouldn't recommend him so that he could keep him on his roster. There's just no way. Matt LaFleur is the 1A guy that is constantly speaking praise of his assistant coaches. I promise you, if it were Matt LaFleur being interviewed and he was asked about Rich Passaccia as a potential head coach, I guarantee you that answer would have sounded almost identical. So I don't take anything away from that other than it's a, a really huge endorsement for Rich Passaccia. And if I were the Colts, uh, yeah, I would be listening to what Aaron had to say because I do think Rich is a very good coach. He had huge reviews from his time at the, you know, as the interim head coach at the Raiders. And there's nobody in the Packers organization that seems to have any sort of ill word towards Rich Passaccia at all. And it's all glowing reviews as well. So that was the other key takeaway. One other note, Sean Payton ends up with the Denver Broncos. They trade what first and second round picks for Payton and like a third, like trading picks for coaches is always a little bit weird. I think there's certain cases and scenarios where it makes a lot of sense. Like if you can get a really good coach, like, you know what, work out the picks now and then figure all the rest out later, right? This is a Broncos franchise that's tied to Russell Wilson and has already traded a bunch of draft capital and assets away for Russell Wilson on a quarterback that seems completely lost at the moment. So there's one of two thought processes here. A, if you're going to give up more draft capital for a coach, you better be dead set that he can be the guy that fixes Russell Wilson and builds an offense around him that can work. Because that's the only thing you're trying to do right now, right? Russell Wilson and the Broncos are just tethered together and there's nothing that's going to happen there. So the only thing that you're, you're desperate at this point to just be like, which coach can find a way to make that guy successful? Because if he doesn't, you're probably screwed already. So an additional first and second round pick to try to make that guy right might be worth it at this time. But my goodness, 
if Russ isn't fixable, now you've just traded away a ton of draft capital. You're tethered to a quarterback that's broken and you have a head coach that may not be able to fix him and now has no other resources to help build this team. That could get extremely ugly in Denver very quickly and get a lot worse before it gets better. Now, Sean Payton has a really good track record in this league. Not as well, not as good as Mike McCarthy, by the way, uh, which I think goes unnoticed at times, but either way, neither here nor there. We'll see what happens, but a very interesting choice by the Broncos when they've already given up so much draft capital for a quarterback that looks really bad. Now to go out and get Sean Payton and spend even more draft capital, things could get really tough in Denver if that doesn't work itself out. All right, main topic for today, DeAndre Hopkins. And the question being, and there's been some buzz about this, could DeAndre Hopkins end up in Green Bay as their next star wide receiver? And the answer is no. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be right back here. Just kidding, obviously. But it does seem like an absurd question at the onset, right? Could DeAndre Hopkins be a member of the Green Bay Packers in 2023? And when I first kind of saw it, I dismissed it. And and ultimately, spoiler, the answer I think is very much no. I don't think that this is something that could come to fruition. The reason why it's a topic and the reason why I'm discussing it, if you look at the, the Vegas betting odds, Different sites have different odds, but the Packers are somewhere between first on a lot of lists as the most likely destination for DeAndre Hopkins to at worst third, somewhere between like plus 300 and plus 500, depending on what site you go to as to whether or not he will be the next wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers or whether he plays his next regular season snap as a member of the Green Bay Packers. So there is some buzz out there and the gambling sites seem to think that Green Bay is a legitimate destination for DeAndre Hopkins. And the first thing that we're going to have to answer, right, is can they even fit him under the salary cap? We've gone over all the different scenarios in the salary cap. And in almost all of those, trying to fit in a DeAndre Hopkins would have been extremely difficult to do, especially with Rodgers coming back and all the players that they'd want to keep around him and those sort of things, right? So let's look at his contract. His salary in 2023 would, after the trade, would be 19.45 million non-guaranteed and a 2024 salary of 14.92 million. No guaranteed money on any of that. Just a 19.45 million salary in 23, a 14.92 million salary in 2024. So you might say, all right, well, that's it. It's over. There's no way they can fit a $19.45 million salary on the salary cap in 2023. That's true. That second part is legitimately true. There is 0% chance they can fit a $19.45 million salary uh, on their books in 2023 with where they're currently at as a franchise. That being said, you could get that contract as low as about $5.5 million by extending it out and putting void years on it. So there is definitely a way that you can get him for, again, as low of a cap hit as $5.5 million in 2023. It's going to add guaranteed money on top of that. It's going to make things more complicated in the future, but it is feasible. It is definitely possible to get him on the team and have him on a cap hit that's $5.5 million. You bring back Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, like even, to, even, even no matter how you structure the contracts, they're probably making more than $5.5 million in this upcoming you know season with the way their contracts would be structured. So yes, they can fit DeAndre Hopkins under the salary cap. They would just need to trade for him and then do some restructuring of his salary, which is definitely within the realm of possibility. The big thing here is, of course, Aaron Rodgers would need to be back in this scenario. The reason being is twofold. A, 
I can't imagine a scenario where Green Bay would be interested in bringing in a 31-year-old wide receiver to pair with Jordan Love on a team that's going to need to be rebuilt in some capacity. Just doesn't make a ton of sense. The second, and maybe more important one actually, is that DeAndre Hopkins actually does have a no-trade clause. Aaron Rodgers does not. DeAndre Hopkins does. So he can veto any trade. And he might be willing to go to Green Bay, even though they're coming off a poor season, if Aaron Rodgers is at quarterback and they're trying to go all in you know, for the next year or two, which is really when Hopkins is certainly trying to win and go all in himself while he's under the contract for the next two years before he becomes a free agent. So he might be willing to go north and go from Arizona to Green Bay and play in the cold for a team that struggled last year if Aaron's back and the team's willing to go all in. If it's Jordan Love and this team's going through any sort of rebuild, like I said, Green Bay's not going to be interested in that scenario, nor is DeAndre Hopkins. And even if Green Bay called, Hopkins is going to say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to use my no trade in that scenario. So Aaron would assuredly have to be back in this scenario. My next question would be is, could this sort of be an olive branch to get Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay? And I will just pause right now and tell you I am not recommending this. And sometimes I forget if I'm being totally transparent that somebody watching my episode today hasn't watched my entire library of videos 365 days a year. So I assume sometimes that you already know my viewpoint on the topic, but just because I always will get comments at the bottom, just to be abundantly clear, I am not recommending that Green Bay go in this direction. But if they do want Aaron Rodgers back and Aaron's question of like, hey, is this team really interested in going all in this upcoming year are they are they going to actually get me some weapons are they going to are they willing to to try to win a super bowl this year going out and getting deandre hopkins would be a pretty good way to convince your you know four-time mvp quarterback to come back and play on this team so if if i'm sure if you called aaron and are like hey you know i know you're playing golf this week but i just wanted to give you a heads up We've got a deal in place with Arizona to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, assuming that you come back and play. So go enjoy golf. Uh, but just so you know, we're, we've got DeAndre Hopkins coming to Green Bay if you come back. Yeah. I have a feeling that when Aaron is, you know, hitting a few off the tee, you know, this coming weekend, he's going to be thinking about throwing passes to DeAndre Hopkins. That's probably going to, you know, get him a little bit excited to come back to Green Bay next year. So that could be a way if if you are in the headspace that you want him back and you maybe need to, you know, give him an olive branch or, you know, leave some crumbs for him to, you know, kind of get back in the door. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is a pretty big crumb to uh, entice Aaron Rodgers to come back to Green Bay. So that could be a scenario that they they at least look into, right? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. The other thing is if they do bring Aaron back, they're in need, no matter what, they're in need of more weapons, right? I think we can agree that there's some real promise with certainly Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, maybe even Samore Toure, Jones and Dylan at running back. You certainly are going to need a tight end, but you can, you can, we can clearly see like the foundation being built of some weapons in Green Bay. It is not a finished product though. So no matter what way we look at this, if, if Green Bay is going to try to win again this year and bring Aaron back and trade for, you know, or at least try to go out and compete, they need more weapons. And DeAndre Hopkins would be a huge piece of that. And going out next season and saying, hey, we're going to start with Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, you know, Mercedes Lewis, maybe we draft a tight end or go out and get a, a cheaper uh, tight end that can go out and pair well with Mercedes Lewis. Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, either Zach Tom or Yash Nyman. Like, yeah, now you're now you're starting to cook a little bit on offense, right? Rogers starts playing back at a level he's capable of. Your offensive line plays much better with Jenkins and Bakhtiari healthy for the entire season. And you have Christian Watson taking a step, Dobbs taking a step with DeAndre Hopkins over there. Yeah, you probably feel a lot better about that offense. So that that is a major weapon that Brian Gutekunst could potentially add to this team. When you look at a compensation for what it would cost to get a DeAndre Hopkins, tough to say, but he was originally traded. Now that the, the trade that Arizona got with Houston was a complete ripoff and David Johnson was involved, but it basically involved a second round pick. I think that's probably the, the starting rate for Hopkins, even though Chase Claypool was much younger, but not as talented, not as, as uh, much of a high-end player as DeAndre Hopkins. I think because of his age, because of some of the suspensions and the injuries and things like that, I think you're probably looking in that second round range. Could it go higher? Maybe. Could it be lower? Maybe. But my gut tells me somewhere in that second round range, which if you're Green Bay, you probably don't have a ton of desire to give up a, what's a pretty darn good second round pick. Maybe you can get like a fifth back in return as well, but that that's going to sting a little bit. But once again, if you're going all in on a season, Adding a player like that for a couple seasons in, in Hopkins could be the way to go. The other thing you could think about it as, as you could maybe trade a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins this year. And let's say Aaron retires next year, right? Let's say he retires and you're going to maybe kick off that rebuild. What, probably at worst next year for DeAndre Hopkins, you can probably trade him for like a third round pick. So like you might end up 
basically getting, you know, a year of DeAndre Hopkins, you know, for a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins and then trading him next year for maybe a third, or maybe you can get a second round pick back from next year. Like you could potentially repurpose him and, and trade him to a different team. So there are some scenarios that you could look into that maybe it doesn't feel as bad if you trade him next year, but I, I do think it's probably second round compensation somewhere around there for DeAndre Hopkins. There's a lot of issues though with going in this direction. The first is this is going to be his 11th year in the league and his decline has been legitimate, not only from a statistical standpoint, but as he's about to turn 31 years of age, these are his pro football focus grades over the last five years in order. 92, 87.8, 87.1, 79.8, 72.9, down every single year in order, year after year after year after year. Four consecutive years of decline. If it declines again, you're talking about a pretty average to mediocre player. So that is something that you have to be very cognizant of. For seven straight seasons, he played a thousand plus snaps, which is going to have a lot of wear and tear on the body, first of all. But over the last two seasons combined, due to injury and partially due to suspension, he only played 1,113 snaps combined in the last two seasons. So after seven straight years of a thousand plus snaps, only basically a little over a thousand in the last two years combined. Are you willing to trade a second round pick for a player who might only play five, 600 snaps? That would be a pretty tough, uh, pretty tough buy. You're not going to get your ROI in that scenario. Additionally, around that age 31 season, around year 10, 11 for wide receivers, we've seen very steep declines from AJ Green, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzpatrick, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Marshall, amongst others. That sort of is like been the line of like, all right, when they reach this point, the decline starts to be very noticeable. And that is the point where DeAndre Hopkins is at. Now, maybe the fact that he's only played, you know, so few snaps over the last two seasons and he gets to go to a new team, play with Aaron Rodgers, maybe that rejuvenates him a little bit. Maybe he has a really great season left in the tank. But we've seen from a lot of receivers at this age, at this stage of their career, 11 seasons in, a lot of wear and tear in their body that it doesn't work out very well. So buyer beware if you do go in this direction. The positives, he'd be a clear red zone threat, something that they desperately need. Uh, he would be a, a massive playmaker for this offense. Maybe not the same you know, speed and everything that he once had, but still awesome catch radius, would still draw double teams, would open things up more for Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I think the fit with Dobbs and Toure and Watson along with uh, with Hopkins would be phenomenal. I think those guys all fit together really well. All different, you know, you're building your basketball lineup, right? Hopkins is your big physical possession receiver who can go up and get the ball, high point it, and just, you know, make spectacular plays. Christian Watson's going to be your speed playmaker, stretch the field, end around reverses. Romeo Dobbs is going to be more your traditional, you know, wide receiver who can do a little bit of everything, kind of like your Robert Brooks-ish, kind of like, you know, Donald Driver, like just, kinda, I'm not saying to that level per se, but like just kind of your overall wide receiver. You can line him in the slot, X, Y, whatever you want to do with them. And then you've got Samori Toure is a little bit more of a slot shiftier wide receiver who can also get a little bit deep as well. So I, I do think you've got some different shapes and sizes as you're building out your sort of basketball lineup at wide receiver. So I do like that fit. Again, red zone would be huge. Possession receiver on some third downs would be huge. And you just need more playmakers as mentioned earlier. And he certainly fits the bill as well. Ultimately, at the end of the day, do I think this is likely? No, I do not. 
I would be willing to tell you to probably take that money and bet it elsewhere if I were you. If you're going to put, you know, plus 300 or plus 500 on DeAndre Hopkins going to Green Bay, I think there are better bets out there for you where you could maybe save your money a little bit better. These are not the type of deals that Green Bay likes to do at all. You're sinking far too much future costs into one season for Rodgers and Hopkins and this current team, the way that they are structured. We've seen a significant decline in production from DeAndre Hopkins. He has had injury issues. He has had suspension issues. He hasn't been the same player. And quite honestly, if you told me that they were going to take a second round pick and put it into a, a playmaking wide receiver, I would rather have them probably spend it in the draft. I'd rather have them maybe go after a Michael Pittman. There's a lot of different ways that I would have them spend that second round pick other than DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is the best maybe move overall if you're going to spend a second round pick on a wide receiver. I think you can find better options that could maybe help you now, but are going to help you both now and in the future more than what DeAndre Hopkins will. And I just think there's too many red flags and ultimately just not a move that Green Bay likes to do, especially with Brian Gutekunst as GM. So probably like involved in the conversation, if Rodgers is back, probably per usual, not an actual member of the Green Bay Packers. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, or even if you didn't, you can still like, subscribe, comment, etc. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode because we do this 365 days a year. But until next time, and as always, go Paco. is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done